Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with Anthony Costales, a trail runner based in Salt Lake City, Utah, preparing for the 2023 Black Canyon 100K. Before we get started, thank you to Rabbit for sponsoring this episode. Rabbit makes the best trail running apparel in the game. If you uh, are in the market for new kit and also want to support the show in the process, use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout on their website for 20% off your next order. With that, let's get started. Anthony Costales, long time coming. Welcome to the Single Track Podcast. How we doing, bud? See you, Finn. Doing great. And uh, yeah, sometimes training partner here in the Salt Lake area and excited to watch your race go down next week because I've had somewhat of a behind the scenes look at the work you've been putting together and I'd say it's pretty impressive. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, training's been going really well. Um, just consistent more than anything. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad I've uh, been able to escape the snow for a few weekends here and there. And kind of everything's just been put together pretty well. So pretty excited. We were laughing on one of our recent runs because mutual friend Jimmy Elam made a comment on one of your runs back in January. I think you were down in the Moab area. You did like a a pretty impressive 50k run with like a workout in the middle of it and it was on the same day that bandera happened and he i think he commented something like you should have been there man you would have had a golden ticket today if you were in the mix so do you feel like you're still you've been building this entire time or um there have been times in this build-up where you you wish you could have just like gotten to the start line right there and taken care of business i feel a little bit about that that one was a good one that was uh that was like my first really long i've done like 350k kind of workouts um within the mix and that was at st george first time and the last one i did was arches 50k it was like a good tune-up race and um i feel a little bit that was like almost two weeks ago and i kind of like i'm wishing like just to be <laughs> racing already because it's i mean that's just what it is it's tapered whenever you're tapering you get a little antsy and feel like you're not doing much or you're doing the right thing all of a sudden, like little things in your body start feeling weird because you're not running as much, and you just got to trust that training's behind you and you're ready to go when it's really time. This is a bit of a, a spicy question, but I got to ask because I feel like you are. It's it's not a controversial statement to say that you're one of the best runners in our sport, especially when you're on and you're having a day. Um, and the reason I say that is because at one point you you had shoe sponsors and. Uh, you know, you were coming off, for example, like a golden ticket performance at the Canyons 100K uh, a couple of years back. You, you currently don't. And I'm wondering if that, like for a runner like you, does that inspire you to some extent? Like, does it make you feel like you're running with a chip on your shoulder heading into a race like Black Canyon? How do you think about all that? Um, I mean, I'm not really like running with like, a chip on my shoulder just because I don't have a sponsor. I mean, it's definitely a little bit been a thought in my head. Maybe you gave me like a little bit like uh a little bit more fire probably during like training runs here and there. Um, it didn't happen too long ago. It was just kind of a, Salma and I had a great relationship. It's just there kind of having a new marketing strategy coming out in 2024. And it wasn't just me. It was a whole bunch of us that kind of got let go. And yeah, that's just the way those things kind of work sometimes. Um, but I mean, my athlete, my old athlete manager and I still have a good relationship, which so email back and forth about just, she's like hooking me up with shoes and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was just bad timing more than anything. And that's kind of got the fire in me a little bit because 
just came at the end of the year and kind of everybody's all signed up. So yeah, kind of left in the middle right now. What's your relationship with the sport like right now? Like, are you feeling as motivated as ever to train and race? Like where's your head at? Um, pretty motivated. I mean, I haven't raced in a while. Um, after La Verado, it was just a pretty long grilling, rolling race. And, uh, I had some plans a little bit that, uh, and, uh, summer, but just with, a once say injury, just a few things in the lineup. So I just kind of pulled out. I was going to do a CCC or UTMB. I was kind of in the kind of signed up for both at the time. Um, but I ended up pulling out of that because I just didn't feel like I was going to be hundred percent ready to go. And I don't want to burn all my vacation days to go over to a race that I'm not prepared for, even the, even if it would be an incredible experience. So yeah, it's just been a long time, right? Long time to be on the start line again. And I love being in the desert. So that excites me. So yeah, pretty excited for this, uh, this one coming out. Talking a bit about Black Canyon, it strikes me that there are a few incredibly fast guys in this race. You know, we had John Ranieri on the show a couple of days ago, two twelve, just a recently minted, 212 yeah. marathoner, Ryan Miller, 214 guy, you're a 213 guy. Do you think that those marathon times and those road running pedigrees have any influence on a race like Black Canyon or are these trail ultra events a, a great equalizer where like you could be a three hour guy or a 210 guy and there's a way to meet in the middle somehow? I don't know. I, I think the, the marathon's kind of interesting just like we look at times a lot and those are all really fast times that you kind of gave out. But I mean, like, I'll be honest, like all three of us had great perfect condition days those days. So we should have, should have been fast that day. You know, like, I'm kind of like more looking at this, uh, this new kid, uh, Ryan Graff. I mean, to coming out of NAU. Yep. Four, 14, four, sub 14, sub 29 kid. I mean, we know a couple guys that came right out of college. I have those credentials. <laughs> <laughs> being uh, Jim Walmsley and uh, Hayden Hawk. So right. I think those that's kind of just as exciting as a, a fast marathon, you know? You were in the mix of this race last year. You were in contention all day. There were a lot of points in the race where spectators, people on the live stream figured the golden ticket is yours, the podium is yours. You narrowly missed that. There was a little bit of a falling off in the second half of the race what improvements are you making this time around in your training and racing strategy uh, to fix all that? Because I got to assume that, you know, a win here is probably something that you are focused on, maybe even a golden ticket. So talk us through that. Yeah. Last year, um, I don't, I, it was just kind of a weird race. Like we all like started like really good friends talking for the first 20 miles and, and uh, it was a fun experience, and I didn't even really know Truhart was out there kicking all of our asses. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't even know he was doing that until I was about halfway between the finish line and Flagstaff on my drive back home. I had no idea. And uh, that just kind of, I mean, he had a great race, but it just like kind of made me mad that I was like that untactically aware during that race because I usually just have never like made mistakes like that. And looking back at like, just how not aware I was in the race, a couple of just hiccups, things I could have done different that would have made me a little bit mentally stronger is kind of the reason why I'm coming back. Um, so I think on that drive home, I was like, I'm not doing that race, this race again. And then, you know, like uh, September came around, I was like, you know, that race kind of pissed me off a lot. 
just how how I raced it and how I just kind of dropped the ball, I thought. Mm. And um, between like fixing a couple of those things and a couple of things I thought I could have done in training that were a little bit different that I maybe ignored that I shouldn't have last time going into it a little too too easy that I think I fixed this time and hopefully it pays off, um, you know, in a week. What's your A goal for this race? Is it to win or is it to oh, get a golden cool. ticket? To win? I okay. I mean, I'm not, golden tickets are cool, but I mean, I'm not racing for a golden ticket. Will I take one? Yeah, maybe. But maybe I'm not going to do anything during the race for a golden ticket. If somebody like Tom, who's there, is going out hard and whatever pace, I'm ready to go for that. I'm not. You're going to match. Gonna, I'm not going to tactically change my mind because I want to take a certain place that is based around the ticket. Okay. One more question that I want to ask you about your training philosophy. Obviously you have this impressive marathoning background. You have an impressive collegiate background. I've always been curious, given that you've been in the sport for a few, I would consider you a veteran. Now. You've been in the sport for a few years. Do you yeah. still train with that road marathoning identity or do you feel like the way you prepare and the way you race is more in line with the demands of trail ultra running now i think uh definitely a lot more with trail ultra running now i mean i don't get on the trails definitely as much as some of these guys that that are have it right outside their door or it's their full-time job um and maybe like three days a week in the trails um during the time of year and then other times a year uh when it's a, just a little bit more, but in terms of like my long runs are a lot different than they ever used to be. Um, time on feet or whatever it is during the training is just a lot different. I do go back to my roots a lot, like when it comes to like threshold training and once in a while, I just want to do a workout that, you know, I just used to enjoy a lot um, in marathon training and I'll throw it in there, even if it might not be like the most sound thing, but that's just more of like an enjoyment thing. But yeah, definitely just like change things and notice things I needed to add through the years and take away, which is always a little hard, I think, because you kind of used to like doing them. So let's assume that you finish in the top two at this race and there is an opportunity to take a golden ticket. I thought I heard you just say you might take it. So what are the what's running through your mind about scenarios for Western States in June? Like what would make you want to take it? What would make you uh, want to focus on something else? I mean, honestly, I don't really know, know the answer to that question right now. I just kind of want to go compete in a week. And then <laughs> Canyon, Canyon's kind of has my eye a little bit on that 50K just because it's a sack race. And right now I just want to go to sack races and compete against really good people. And Western States is going to be a part of that. So that's what interests me. If something else comes along that I feel like interests me more in a different way, then maybe I'm I won't, but yeah, not a hundred percent sold on it yet, but yeah, I just want to be in really competitive races, which is hard to do right now. Um, with, you need to get into them, uh, whether it's the UTMB format or the Western States format, it's not easy to get to these competitive races is kind of the problem. You mentioned a couple interesting names a moment ago, Ryan Raff, who I think is somewhat flying under the radar and is Mm -hmm. just another one of like the 50 super talented people in this race. You also mentioned Tom Evans and, you know, envisioning the scenario where he just takes it out from the gun, super strong. And maybe he's on his own Island all day. 
with someone like Tom in the race, are you excited about the chance to match him stride for stride as for as long as possible, maybe even overtaking him? Or are you someone that's more focused on like, I'm going to go out with what I have in terms of fitness. And if that means I'm in 15th place at Bumblebee, great. Like, what are your thoughts there? How, how do you want to approach this from a racing standpoint? Well, like, like what you say, like Tom, like I'm excited to race. I'm like, to be honest, like uh, I was wanting to do this race probably, or I thought about doing this race ever since maybe September, October, but never signed up for it. And then around December when I like was just going through the list and saw him on it, I was like, all right, I really want to go now. Just <laughs> it's someone great in our sport. We want I want to compete with good people. I don't want to show up to race and at the end of the day be like, oh, it's, it was good, but not many people were there. I don't know. There's just always something that comes up and I get a more competitive race just makes it just that much more impressive of the day, not just a time or a CR because it could be 20 degrees colder than last time we ran this a year ago and we're going to compare it. It's not really comparable, I think, but when you compete against good people, it's, it's a big deal. Two things I want to tip my hat to you on. One is that you have this sort of LeBron James zero dark 30 mode when it comes to just being singularly focused on black Canyon and, I know that there are media people like myself that might try to push you and prod you to think, you know, two steps into the future about races like Western States, but I think it's cool that you're dialed in and you're, you're living in the moment. So that's awesome. And then I think it's also awesome that, uh, you know, you're, you're excited to race particular people in this race. I feel like a lot of people will dance around the question of like, oh yeah, field's great, but you're like locked in on certain people that you're excited to, to run against. And I think that's, that's a cool thing for fans of the sport to, uh, to appreciate especially when the live stream is happening next saturday so yeah i think that's cool i mean it's one of the only races where we really know a start list right now i mean i know that's like one of the other things like how to find the competition where it's gonna be good i mean there's just been years where i remember going to way too cool 50k and thinking it was gonna be a good competition year and everybody wants a <laughs> chuck and I, and then the next year it was like reverse you know and it's one of these things that like you want to go compete, but sometimes we have no idea who's even showing up till that week and it's a little too late to sign up for a race by then. Awesome. Well, Anthony, it's going to be a barn burner next Saturday. I'm stoked that you're going to be there mixing it up. Really yeah. excited to follow your race on the live stream. Um, we'll make sure to link to all of your social media, et cetera, in the show notes. Any parting thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with before we go? No, I'm just I'm glad uh, we could do this uh, not on a run. One last thing before we go, if you are enjoying this Black Canyon pre-race coverage and interested in supporting the podcast, please consider one of the following three options. First, leaving a rating and hitting the subscribe button on Apple and Spotify. Two, becoming a supporter on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. Or three, using the single track discount codes with our sponsors, also linked in the show notes. We can't do this without you, so thank you for all the support you are able to provide.